0: Here's a conversation about hustle culture. Greg and I work together. He's my business partner in a couple of ventures. And I've known him for almost a decade now. And we talk about this a lot. We talk about how to uncover more time with our family, how to really focus on the things that matter in our lives and not let our business, businesses overtake that. So this is a interesting conversation about um hustle culture and how it is both negative and can be positive at the same time so let's see what you think
1: welcome to the warrior mindset podcast we're your guide as you make your way through life getting better one percent every day We believe that life is lived and true victory won through adversity. Nothing easy is ever worth it. We believe
0: in the warrior ethos and support those that choose to walk that path. So you asked me about hustle culture the other day. You sent me a link, Time Magazine link, about how we don't take... NPR. Thank you. NPR. Public radio,
1: dude. Get it straight. I don't
0: listen to public radio. I probably should. Um, about how we don't take vacations in America.
1: Yeah. when was the last time you took a vacation? Um, I took a week off, uh, back in July and then we, we, we do, you know, we, we kind of, we like like two to three to four day sort of little weekends. Me too. Like I, I like sort of anchoring. There's something kind of magical and instantly awesome about a short week, you know? Right. Like, yeah. It's like found time. Like a hundred percent. You know, like you're like, oh, how do I fit yeah. five days worth of work in four days. And- Eureka! And you realize you can do that. I think that's kind of why we're fucking talking today. I think so. Yeah, it's that mentality. Sure. So, um, but we're we're working for it this year, and, and so yeah, I was feeling out of sorts a couple of weeks ago, and I listened to this great NPR. Uh, I think it was Planet Money, and they were, you know, they're nerdy economists, so it had really little nothing to do with like hustle culture, <laughs> but it had everything to do with it. So if you listen to, it, we'll drop in the show notes, okay. but so, essentially, what it said was, um, of all the rich countries in the world, there is only one country that does not have mandatory federal rules requiring time off. Guess which rich country it is? <laughs> America. Yeah. America. So. Well, let's talk about that for a second. Because I have,
0: I have family in, in Europe. Mm-hmm. How? Like, that'll never happen here. Right, they can't. They can't make you. I mean, they can. They can mandate you to take time off. Like your employer has to give you time off, but they can't mandate that they pay you for it.
1: Um, sure they could. I'm sure they could.
0: I I don't. But how does that work? I mean, what if you can't afford it?
1: I don't think it matters. Yeah, I think that's not why we're here today. No, it's not. But it's (laughs) what what the episode was really about, and what what I took away from it, and y'all should listen to it. Drop in the show notes again. It it was not only that that is a symptom of what is an overall culture, yeah, that values work and output mm. more than it values the other things that matter in life. Um, and so there's some good stats in there, and they got into the you know labor econ economics of it. And mm. um, it, but but what stuck with me was not only not only do we not have this like country-wide mandate which mm-hmm. I, i'm fine with i agree it's, it's sort of against this this indi- rugged individualism that we have here but people that have time off that have vacation that have these unlimited ptos aren't taking them in general as a country we are not taking breaks right we're not taking breaks and so yeah so they got into it a little bit, uh, this, you know, the, what, what, what the implication of that is. So, yes, we are one of the most productive countries on the planet, but at what cost? Like where my wife
0: works, they only allow you to carry over so many days per year that you have time off. Right. And it's like, why do you have any left over at the end of the year? But then I'm like, shit, we haven't, like, you right. know, I don't take break. You have a ton She's carrying over
1: like 40 days a year. It's so, like, so the whole month that you didn't so take the, off. So, so we're at the bottom of that. Yes. Yeah. We're, you know, we're, at, uh, we're at the top of the list though for the opposite, which is heart, heart attacks, cut. divorce, murder. Well, some of those things too. <laughs> but, but, but staying close to this hustle culture concept, yeah. most number of unused vacation days in the world. Yeah. The United States. Believe it. What's up with that, y'all?
0: Let's define it uh hustle culture i looked it up hustle culture is when a workplace environment places an intense focus on productivity ambition and success with little regard to rest self-care or any sense of work-life balance
1: yeah that's really clinical i I would say accurate but clinical so we should expand that to say i think a value cultural value that an individual or an organization has well we because right, we work. We hang out with lots of yeah. rugged individualist, You know, solo startups.
0: We we uh, we we kind of carry this definition: of overworking is a good thing. It's it's you're pushing your business. You're growing something, right? We we sort of um, hold those people in high regard, right? If somebody if if they're like, well, oh, he's he's got a startup and he's like, he's hustling. He's making it work. He's he's burning the you know midnight oil doing. We're like. At a boy, yeah. You know that's sort of like our thing, (laughs) right? Yeah,
1: and 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 I mean, listen, there's nothing wrong with working hard. And in Mm -hmm. fact, it it's a value that I have. Mm -hmm. Like I, I I take pride in the fact that I work hard and that I do meaningful stuff.
0: But I think it gets toxic when you work hard and then you
1: don't care about anything else. I think that is the reason that we fucking hate hustle culture. Yeah. If if we had to put it like a, like, like a, put our finger on it, it's that, it's this, that we have so many external factors, society, you know, financial obligations, and then internal factors, right? Fear, Mm -hmm. um, lack of self-worth that are driving us to like, to define this as the thing, the thing that gives me value in my life. Like I'm going to work. Yeah, I'm a I'm a hustler. Yeah, man. This is what I do. This is how we build stuff. This is how we grow. This is this is how this is the these are the kind of people I want on my team. And I think that it is not black and white hustle culture. There there are some values within that that have meaning and purpose. And
0: well, I looked it up and I found the time Time Magazine article, and it was like positive. It was like hustle is awesome, you know, and it was like. Three things to do to get into the hustle mindset. Sure. You know, and it was like, okay, I get it. But then there was the same amount of like articles that were like,
1: this is not good. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, listen, if you're listening out there, we're not saying fuck hustle culture. We are saying fuck some of the elements that drive you to do nothing other than work. Yeah. Because that is unhealthy and that don't last it'll kill you it'll kill
0: you it will it'll kill literally you. make you sick um i think that's probably i think we've talked about it before but like while we were all sort of locked down you know over yeah. covid-19 days we kind of like were forced to not we were like america was forced to do nothing yeah. and so then we get all these residual things like quiet quitting and like people leaving jobs and you know I think it's maybe like and work from home. Yeah. Like a ripple effect from just being forced to like sit your ass at home for two for a month. Yeah. You know? And then you're like, I kind of like it.
1: So, I mean, I think it would be, I think, I mean, I want to, I want to talk about this with folks out there. I mean, why, why do we feel this incessant need to hustle? And let's, you know, if, if, if you're watching, I'm raising my hand and I'm saying I work too much. I work too much. I know I work too much. Yeah, I do too. Like some days I'm totally fine with it because I feel like I'm making progress and I have a vision for where I'm going right. with my life and my family and all that. And then other days I'm like, yeah. fuck this work! Why am I doing this? Fuck. Yeah. Why am I doing this? And and so like with all things, we're not fucking experts at anything. I'm cussing a lot today, y'all. It's, yeah, he's excited. Yeah, I'm a little fired up about this and some other life stuff today so um but but like we all suffer from this at varying stages Mm -hmm. i have met very few people in my life that don't have a a a healthy or unhealthy tension between work and the rest of their existence
0: and people's tolerances for it are all different right
1: yeah it's another yeah it's
0: sort of like a spectrum you know
1: where you are currently without a doubt some people can handle and absorb a shit ton of work and they're okay with it, maybe, short term, mid yeah. term, maybe long term. They're killing themselves, and then other people are just can't handle that speed, intensity, or anything yeah. else. And right. uh, that's a whole other sort of cool, like cultural value thing. Like,
0: well, I mean, that's that was part of like before we started. You were talking about like how to look at this in terms of a team. like You're building a team or whatever. I mean, you, you've gone through that. You had you had a, you brought someone in as an employee, and they like were kind
1: of just not up to the speed that everybody else in the organization was working at right yes and that you know and that wasn't they couldn't hustle like yeah we could yeah it hustle. doesn't mean they're it a bad person different. it was yeah. different it was a different view and orientation on work right um but but you know i mean I, I i read a lot about like wellness and and you know i'm trying to be a good student of those things and, mm. um, and i find myself in this interesting sort of place of friction between this vision for my life and where I want it to be and and a vision for a lot more wellness, yeah. right? A lot more hiking and climbing and mm-hmm. taking my some camping and like to being active and fit, which is where I am absolutely my happiest. Yeah. There, that I, I'm happiest there. I'm happiest serving and helping people like in a meaningful way, like really moving the needle mm-hmm. on someone's life. Um mm-hmm. and then I wake up most days and I find myself not doing that stuff every day yeah and and that's fine right i I, I have work that's meaningful and I enjoy what I do, yeah. and I have great relationships and we we do do good work but i I think there's this like disconnect between where we are and what we do every day for a lot of folks, including me, not maybe not so much anymore. I feel like i'm I am on my path for the most part but and where we want to be yeah you know and and i think I think it would be interesting to just unpack yeah. why do Why do people feel this way? Why do people feel like they have to work all the time? Mm
0: -hmm. Really? Yeah, I get that. Um, Do you find yourself, let's get into that why. Do you find yourself when you finally find time for yourself or you're with your family on a vacation or whatever, you find yourself thinking about work? Does it tug you? Does it pull back, back on you? It or are you to, able to kind of shut it out it used to yeah, me too
1: it used to it, i used to be a, a slave to the yeah you know and we're in client services we work we serve people oh, know, yeah. all day long in varying ways i and i used to be like can't miss a message yep and, and i don't know probably probably sometime around COVID, i, I was like this why why, why I
0: like in this? uh
1: in in carl smith's uh, bureau Membership Slack. There's like a
0: it's like a running joke because it's all people who do what we do. They're agency owners, studio yeah. owners. It's like a running joke through all the Slack channels that like, well, I'm on vacation, taking my laptop, you know, like it's like it's like a known thing that everyone's gonna wake up before their family does, answer emails and talk to their team, and right. then put it away for the
1: afternoon. Like when did that and come become back okay? When, I mean, when it's like a known thing. When did your family Their second? When did making answering someone's email or yeah. responding to a request so that you can retain a client or, yeah. or make that I, extra dollar. When did that take precedence over the value of quality time with people? That I you think love? it starts because like, if I think back to me,
0: uh, let me start by saying I can't, with the exception of the last two vacations that me and my family took, we went to Alaska, went to Colorado over the past two years, two different times a new shit as far as work for either one. It was glorious. But before that, you know, we'd taken eight or 10, you know, big trips. We always try to take a big trip every year. I can't remember one where I didn't work, you know, but I think it starts from, from a, from a business owner or an entrepreneur standpoint, you know, I've never been anything else. So I can't, you know, it's my experience. It starts with, we'll have to protect this thing. Sure. You know? And, and 100%. while my family's at it while my family's mad at me, I'm doing it because I have to keep it going so that they can get more of these things that we're doing right now. Like, that's the story I was telling myself.
1: So, like, the family is still number it's one. That's how I validated it. The family is still number one. But the, yeah. but the, the needing to just the price have grow to grow the pay. business is what I have to do. It's the price. To put my family yeah. first. Yep. Yeah. But what I realized was that was just validation.
0: It's just validation. I mean, you can tell them, hey, I'll be back in two weeks. And you know, nine t- nine, nine out of 10 people are like, okay, cool. Talk to you in two weeks.
1: Like most people get it, you know? So, yeah. So, so back on that, why they're so the same as you. So the, there's the fear. It, it feels like, it yeah. feels like for a oh, lot yeah. of folks, it's fear, I'm going to lose my
0: job. Oh, if yeah. I'm not there every day or, or you're um, new in the process of building something. You're like, I can't lose momentum.
1: Or right. Whatever. Or, or the fear of losing whatever momentum, or the fear of losing a client or the mm-hmm. fear of missing an opportunity. I feel like that thread runs pretty deeply. Yeah. this narrative of the you really feel culture. it yeah um and, and I, I and i i wonder why people have those fears i mean i think i think they're real for, for the you know i mean for the well i mean yeah, just to be upfront about it i think fear is
0: a you know is a real thing well let's face it we're like you said we're in a services business it's important to take care of your clients right if it happens to fall when you're out of town well you know it's when it falls like it's a real thing
1: yeah uh, yeah, I mean, I, I used to be nonstop yeah. on the, you know, super responsive like, Me too. Like, like, like telling our clients we love them, yeah. we, sh- we 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 show them that by being super responsive, mm-hmm. and I think we're still pretty good at that. But yeah, but in the last couple of years post COVID, I have gotten much better. Yeah, about putting that shit down, and 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 removing that distraction from my being yeah. present for whatever the thing is. Um, I, You know, so i give you some examples and we're jumping right in. But like, you know, when I coach soccer, anything that I have to do where it's active, I, I just don't even bring the phone because it is, it's like driving. It's, you know, checking your messages. while you're, it's, it's just inherently mm. dangerous. Yeah. You can't drive well and do other stuff. You can't be actively and presently engaged in something and actually have your mind elsewhere. And I have, I have, I have, I have caught myself in conversations even like when you and i are like in a meeting Mm -hmm. we're talking about something checking my phone Oh, i do it too and i'm like i I don't remember what he just said like you know this this idea so so for me it's this idea of being then you feel focused and intent like intent intentional about it but like but this fear is real and i I think i just want to i want to unpack some shit do you do you think that
0: that hustle or i keep using that word but like that whole scenario we just talked about do you think that gives you a sense of control over the thing you're scared of right i think that's i think that's what we're like if i'm worried and i'm going to respond to a client whenever i shouldn't be but it's like i'm responding because i'm thinking well this is me
1: controlling it how do i how do i prevent this from getting out of control yeah maybe yeah i think but i think it's there's a lot of fear driving it okay I, i think and i think there are some tangible real things on the other side of that fear or where did yours come from? Traditionally, money. Okay. Yeah, and we've talked about this before. And 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 Do you like
0: and, your relationship with money.
1: Um, the for for years I had a scarcity mentality with money. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it, maybe even today. Um, okay. Right. Like, what does that what does that mean? Define that. So the, the, the you know there's the scarcity and the abundance mindset. Okay. I got so, you. So the 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 abundance mindset says it's everywhere. There's capital everywhere. You just have to know how to access it. There's, there, there are dollars being spent everywhere. You just have to figure out how to capture some of those dollars. We can always make more money. Yeah. Like we can, there are, there opportunities abound, right? We just have to keep our eyes open and be present and, 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 and go after some of that. And then there's a scarcity mentality, which is like, this is all we got. If I don't do this one thing, we got to save it. It's hard to get right. You know, for whatever reason, my socioeconomically or otherwise I I am, I have limited access to this stuff. Mm -hmm you got to get yours. I think you could probably you get yours because someone else will this. So it's the scarcity mentality. Yeah, okay. And so for years, I mean, I had a scarcity mentality right. with money in relationship with me because I had a scarce, it, there was scarcity. It's financial scarcity in my did you, youth. Did, I was going to say, did you oh, grow up yeah, that way? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. We, right. we, we grew up, you know, we were upper middle class and then my parents got divorced, things ended badly. Yeah. And we stayed with my mom and she it got tough. We lost everything. Yeah. I mean, we, at twelve, we went from, um, you know, essentially having our a dream neighborhood and a dream house, bucolic cul-de-sac neighborhood, skateboards riding around without anything, beautiful house, to losing it to foreclosure mm-hmm. one year later after the divorce and moving around until I went to college. Frankly, right, every year from apartment to apartment because they wouldn't re- renew our lease because we owed them money, right. So i took that with me and it's taken years to unpack that um
0: i know i know quite a few people that have gone through a childhood of of their parents struggling and then now they kind of like really bust their ass every day so
1: so so that work ethic some of that work ethic is good and i got it from my parents because they both worked really hard But some of it most of it's fear driven a lot of it has been fear driven yeah, right and only until recently has it not been a principal driver of what i do and mm-hmm. mostly that is because my wife and I, through fits and starts, yeah. sometimes painfully, went through a, a process of essentially transforming our financial lives, getting out of debt, mm-hmm. um, making smarter decisions with our money, and and some of these other things. So we just sort of got to the point where it, I, while it is still a, a very yeah. important it's topic, not consuming you, it's not consuming yeah, right. me. Yeah, and so, but I, but we're different. Yeah, we're weird the rest of the world is broke. the rest of the world is in debt. the rest of the world is living paycheck to paycheck. we know these things are yeah, facts. right. go look it up. Yeah. and i think that that fear and then this culture of like acquiring more things is a signal to the rest of the world that you have made it are fucking right.
0: toxic. yeah.
1: and i think that's a big part of why we have a yeah, that's
0: culture. all social validation too. I and mean, that's that's a thing. yeah. that's I mean, that's a, that's a probably
1: from the same sort of origination i mean i know i know i know folks that literally work 12-hour days they're built they're quote-unquote building something growing something um yeah and there is no end in sight you know and they make yeah. a ton of money yeah and they spend every fucking penny they make yeah and then i know people who do work too they have professional ambitions all these things but they work well within the sort of healthy parameters right they live below their means like they they i know people that live on twenty thousand dollars a month and then i know people that live on three yeah i'll tell you something (laughs) i do a lot of financial coaching i work with a lot of folks while the people that that live on three don't really have all those nice things you don't really need them they almost all are way happier with their lives so I don't know you don't
0: you don't need you don't need
1: all that shit I don't I don't I mean I'm saying we like the the royal universe no 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 no, no, we Uh, don't humanity does not but I mean if that's your thing and that's how you get value out of your life go for it it's fine sure like it's fine it's not for me yeah um so so this hustle culture thing is it is real it is a it's an epidemic and there's a reason that we have more people getting mental health counseling now than ever before more incidences right. of emotional and mental instability and challenges, depression. Mm-hmm. It's not solely because of hustle culture by any means. I'm not saying that, and I'm, I'm not clinically certified in any way to speak about this, but, but there's a general feeling that is unwell Yeah, in this place.
0: You see it online for sure. See it in social media. You can
1: tell. You can tell when it's not real. There's a... I, I've been reading up on these blue zones. Um, the blue zone. Have You You don't know that? Okay. No, so I've never for, heard the term. For Gene, who I'm shocked by this, I'm sure you know the blue zones. And for everyone else, yeah. there are these places around the world... Called- I find that there's a lot of stuff that has just different names. Sure. So there, <laughs> there, there are these places around the world where there's a high concentration of people that have reached the age of 100 centenarians they call okay them. i got you um, yeah yeah yeah. right these there's are a the... netflix special about there that is same topic there yeah. is and, yeah. and there's tons of things right. that have been written and there's studies about yeah. these folks blue zones they call them they're places where people live a long time <clears throat> and and so you know if you read or watch any of these things you're, the the whole idea the whole question is okay well how do they do this and these are places like um uh, Italy, there's like you know the, the the coastal communities in Italy. Costa Rica's on there. There's one blue zone in California, I think. Um, there's some places in in East Asia that are blue zones. So there's, there's a number of them around the world. Okinawa is a blue zone.
0: It's, that's the, the show I saw. Yeah,
1: you know, they're like, oh, okay, well, what is it like? What? Why do they have so many healthy mm. older people there? And and I, I remember sort of digging into one. I think it was it, it, it was either in Sicily or Sardinia, one of these regions, sort of in or around italy and and they were like they have stress in their lives yeah but it's not chronic that's a good word they eat all kinds of stuff they eat they eat a lot of food but it's not horrible food for them for them every day they do their work and then every day they they go down the hill into the village right and grab a, a a glass of red wine with their with their friends Right. And they so shut that shit off. And there's there's this uh, this idea of a different way of looking at what creates value in your yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. Um and and here's the thing that I think really makes me sad. I know in me. If I had the choice, I would rather be on a trail. Hiking. Sure. Or you know, in a kayak paddling right. or you know, playing with my son or spending time with my absolutely beautiful wife. Mm-hmm. But still, I show up every day, and I think the rest of the world, for the most part, if they're being really honest with themselves, would probably agree with that. Yeah, they'd rather be doing something else. And so there's this disconnect. And so they're so like, cool. "Well, I'm not where I want to be, so I got to work harder. I have to work harder, so that one day I can so turn it off. Day, and then so go that one day others. I can go, I can, I can go to, I can, I can do this other stuff. That's the trick, though. there will never be a one day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe there will be. Mm. I mean, maybe you're able to, to achieve that goal and stay." Focused on that path, but you also be seventy. Yeah, and, <laughs> I mean, no offense. To so anyway, these, to so these blue zones but... are—they're they're not about like getting to retirement. These people live full, rich lives every day, or at least they try to. And wow. I think they—they they avoid some things that we just—we're just like, bring it on, all access, well, baby. Give me it, all the
0: stress you can give me. I find it interesting that because I looked in, I, I took a deep dive on another show with the the whole quiet quitting you know, phenomenon thing. And, and really those people were like, Hey, I'm just going to do what you're paying me to do was, was really the message. It was like, you pay me to do X, Y, and Z. I'm I'm am going to show up on time and I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And then when my day's done, I'm going to go home. And we vilified it. Like as a country, we're like, you're goddamn lazy <laughs> doing the bare minimum. It's like, well, it's not about doing the bare minimum. It's about like, I'm not losing my fucking mind Yeah, doing a bunch of shit for you that you're not paying me to do. Like, but even saying that, like, in the back of your mind, and what I'm saying in the back of my mind, I'm like, you sound like a pansy. You need to just get up and work. You know, like,
1: what is that? Like, it's totally cool to just, hey, like. Hey, man, no prizes. <laughs> no prizes for just coming in. Right. I mean, it's totally cool to come in. Just do your job. Like, <laughs> like, what's wrong with that? So, But that's the whole point is that, like, I
0: think you can live, you can, you can live that way. You know, I think you can live that way. I think you can do what you got to do and then go the fuck home.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, you can, I think it's harder when you do work that you, you you have a sort of a mission orientation towards, um, you know, we're helping change lives or we're helping to serve people. We're helping people move to the next level when I think when it's mission centered, some of that bullshit though, I think some of it is, I think a lot of it is. <laughs> like it was just branding well i will tell you this you know i couldn't do work that wasn't connected to purpose and mission sure and it, and it needs to, for me it needs to be that means that means right when i'm done with a day or a week or a month or a year people need to be better the people that have been around yeah. need to be better yeah whether that's investing in a team member or or, right. or taking a client relationship to the next level or like really helping them fix stuff i will tell you i've enjoyed that over the past two or three, four years where we've like at
0: the company you and I work on together day in and day out, I've really enjoyed like getting to know our clients better and just talking with them. You know, like I like that part of it. And you're like, really? (laughs) I do. I mean, I I like that fact that like, we know these people, you know, because for the first 10 or 15 years of running this business, I was very much like, give me your money. Here's your website. Goodbye. Like next you know, I don't, I don't want to keep, I don't give a shit about your kids. Like we're just doing this thing and we're going, I was very much there. And you know what? I was an asshole at home too. Like, yeah. like I think that in the result of that and then like, oh, I'm on a trip with a family. I got to work on this shit. Like it put me in this mindset of like, it's just, you know, there's X's and O's, you know, whatever. But I, you know, I think you, I think you can, you can look at your business that way. I think you can. I guess what I'm saying is
1: this, for me, and I bet for a lot of other folks.
0: I'm saying, I think maybe that's simple enough. What do you mean? Just You're just helping these people you know. You know, you're solving their problems. You're helping them. Like, that can be simple enough. You know what I mean? We don't have to affect the whole world. Yeah, without a
1: doubt. Yeah, that's that's sort of like like a goal you can never hit. Yeah,
0: you know what I mean? Like That could be good enough,
1: But I think it's important to be like, define how you get value out of your work. Yes. Right? Because- For me, I don't want to, you know, I could never like sell mortgages or something like that.
0: And and that's the thing. I remember doing a project for a, a, make me sound like an asshole, but it was like, I didn't quite get it. It was like, well, they got like four or five different businesses we need to do websites for. Cool. Sell a contract for four or five websites. Turns out it was like a predatory lending company. Yeah. And then after three websites in, like I finally slowed down to read the copy. And I was like, these people sound evil as fuck. We can't finish this project, you know. And I was like, "Wait, too damn late now. You got to finish it." But like, but, but yeah, I, but I, I think back I on this that. culture, could
1: not do that. Okay, fair, right? And that's a good thing. That is a good. Thank thing. Thank you. <laughs> just to be clear, that is a good thing. Yeah. We we need to have integrity. I couldn't sell cigarettes, you know. Yeah, like right. I just wouldn't. But the other side of that coin is, I mean, I lean heavily into this, like, you know, uh, impact over income.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And I wonder. I think the income- openly, if if that orientation, like service is just a part of my core values mm-hmm. in, my, in my DNA, whether that makes it harder for me to stop working. I, I wonder yeah, some I think so. if, if I were, if I could remove myself a little more emotionally from the work that I do. That's the rub with that. I wonder whether it wouldn't be easier to sort of dial back the this, this you know, evil little hustle culture voice in my head. You know, if I didn't care so much. I could probably care about other things. Yeah. You know, like showing up on time to my son's Mm -hmm. soccer games. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder if it's not harder to put the work down and to work your ass off. If it's something you actually don't have some deep passion for. Yeah. And kissing everyone's like, follow your passion, follow your passion. And I, I I like personally for me, that probably makes it hard for me to stop because it, Part of my value, <laughs> like my self worth, is yeah. tied up in this work that I do. Yeah. What happens Without if
0: you're, What happens if your passion is whiskey? Then it's <laughs>
1: alcoholic. You should be Christian Nee <laughs> and start a yeah. great American whiskey. Fan. Yeah. Well, there you go. But you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I wonder how much of this is fear driven. I, I wonder how much of this is tied up in self worth. I know for a minute, least that's what a, I was going to say. Lot. How much of it is bullshit you're telling yourself? But it's not bullshit if it's what you believe. And that's yeah, the. Yeah. I think that might be the problem. Yeah. That that um as a man you're expected to provide Mm -hmm. in a traditional yep view of gender roles absolutely um which which i don't i mean i I think we live in a we should live in an equitable equitable world and you should get value where you find value but traditionally it was like uh you know go you got to make the money you got to be a good partner and be present um and you know, whether it's fear or it's a connection back into something that to your, to, to what, what society has told you is you should be valuing in your own life. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the same thing. I mean, Mm -hmm. is, is a dad that works his ass off. (laughs) This will be interesting all the time. Yeah. Brings home a lot of money and takes care of his family financially. Um, to the point where his partner doesn't have to work and, you know, the kids get everything that they need and more, but he's never present. Which is worse, that or a dad that doesn't bring in any money, but is present <laughs> and is active and is invested in their lives, but but they, they don't have enough money to live. Which one's better? I don't think either one's, I think they're equally on the same level. <laughs> but you know what I mean? This, yeah, like, this but- idea of like, um,
0: I got you, man. I grew up, my dad, my dad worked hard. He, um, he had a full-time job and he worked a farm, he owned a farm. And, uh, you know, for most of the time he wasn't, he was working, you know, I'm not gonna say he wasn't there. He was there as much as he could be, but he was working. He was either at his job or he was out doing something. Right. And if I wanted to spend time with him, I had to go out and do things with him. You know, um, I don't know where I'm going with that. Other than like, I think that's a, like a, tra- like a traditional, like if you grew up in the in early nineties, eighties, before that, that was how it was. I mean, if you had a mom and a dad in your house, I think that's how it was. I think you spent more time with your mom than with your dad. Sure. Um, It's probably, you know, I didn't grow up now cause I'm older, but like, I imagine it's probably, probably split, you know?
1: Well, I mean, we have so many families. I'm, I'm sure We're there are people growing income.
0: up where they don't, yeah, they don't see either parent, <laughs> you know? Um, My point is that I think that can create more of this, what we're talking about, more of the scarcity mindset, whether it's with time or money or whatever it is. Yeah, Um, Yeah, I don't know. We're seeing a lot of, what's what's the term, Gen Z, Gen Y, whatever the newer one, I forget all the new shit because I only know mine, but um, old guy podcast, 2000s and up, people born 2000s and up. Mm They are, if I mean, if you reach it on the internet, they are putting a premium on their time. Right. And so we get things like you know, quiet quitting and mm-hmm. job hopping or whatever the whatever, you know, all this stuff you can look on social media anytime. You can see a thousand podcasts and posts about that. They tend to value their time more than I think we put a premium on our time. And I'm wondering if they're not right. I, th- I think they are. I think they are, you know, and and my point is that we're looking at them going, you just look lazy. How many times do you hear someone who's older talking about Gen Z don't know shit and they can't work?
1: You know, I don't think that's the case at all. Well, you shared that Reddit link, uh, which was I hate I fucking hate how hustle culture acts like it It is wrong to have hobbies for enjoyment or for not turning a talent into work um, and just letting it be something you're good at that you don't earn income around.
0: I just did it was a dude and I'm going to re I'm going to go back on everything I just said. Cause he's, he's actually two years older than I am, but we went to high school together and he makes things out of wood. He made this thing right behind me. Uh, it was a gift. And then I commissioned and make another piece and I paid a lot of money for it. And I was like, man, I could help you build a website. You could sell these things everywhere. You make a million dollars. And he was like, he looked me dead in the eyes. He's like, I don't care. I just do it for fun. I'm glad you enjoyed it, and I was like looking at him like the fuck is wrong with you? Yep. And then as I was driving away, you know, from his house to wherever I was going, I was like, that dude's got it figured out. I was like, I need to be more like him, a hundred percent. Yeah, and it was just like hundred fucking percent. And I've talked to him like two or three times since then, and I'm just like, man, I love you, dude. Like I'm, I try to channel his energy when I'm working on something. It's just crazy that my programming was not what my my default programming was like. That guy's not right. Let's change. You know,
1: yeah, like, well, you know, you, we're, we're both, we're entrepreneurial. And so yeah. we're always looking, I think it's just something embedded in what we do. We're always, we're always popping our heads up, looking at opportunities.
0: Just because I'm good at something
1: doesn't mean I need to turn into a business. But also, <laughs> I also think this is part of our, you're, you in my boat, our DNA that we yeah. want to help people move yeah. forward. Yeah. And, and what you didn't realize was this dude knew exactly what he was doing, whether he oh, yeah. stumbled into it or discovered it afterwards. Yeah. His core value was that this, this. It's fundamentally, the, the thing that he did, mm-hmm. not doing it for money, provided him more value right. than doing it for money. Yeah. And that is kind of incredible. It kind of is. It's super rare. Incredible. Super rare.
0: So, so I, he's I, my mentor. Yeah. He doesn't know it. He is now. He listens to the show once Um, another. Randy, he, you're my mentor. Man, Randy, <laughs> c- congratulations. No, he's awesome, man. It was, It was like.
1: It kind of it kind of changed how I think about a lot of stuff. So I, uh, you know, when I'm feeling burned out, and like when I'm feeling like I am, you know, embracing the hustle culture, um, I, and I guess growth for me has been that I'm identifying it now, as opposed yeah. to not.
0: I think that's the first step.
1: Yeah, I, I, and that's I the first to, step with anything. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, it's I am a work for act. me. For me, that took time. It took it took years. Of like, I wonder if there's like a twelve step program for workaholic. I'm sure there it's is probably the same as the regular 12 step. program. I'm sure you can buy the book. I mean, it's probably the 12 step program. A- anyway, my, what the fuck? I mean, it's the same thing. My my point is when I start realizing those times, I have to do something about it. And so like uh, my default stuff was like running or, you that's know, good. doing something to move my body. And, yeah. that's, and that's great. But then, you know, I looked up, I looked up one day and I was like, I, I don't really have any hobbies. Mm. Like, yes, I, I spend time with my kid, and I invest into him, and and I, I and I stay active. But like, I didn't have any like hobbies, like like things I don't care about monetizing. Things that yeah. I just do because they're purely for enjoyment. Yeah. And so my wife Kat and I, we're pretty active, sort of real estate investors. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is less about building an empire of global real estate domination, and more. I think we are both drawn to like transforming things. Mm-hmm. So as a result of that, I've had to get really good at a lot of shit related to DIY and renovation. So not only do I have every tool in the, the same now, you have every tool that I, I do. need, but I've gotten better at like through trial and error, like doing stuff, like mm-hmm. building. You know, we were renovating a cabin a couple of years ago, and we we built a mantle from scratch, like a whole mm-hmm. fireplace thing. So it was very, it, it was, it was very cool. good. Yeah, very cool. And, and I have always found it interesting. When I have to do something, because it has a, a pro a, a a result, an end result, it feels like work. So like if the dryer <laughs> if the dryer breaks, well yeah, like and we have to wash clothes, right? right. Which you do. And it's an unknown thing. I, I like did some repairs to our dryer, like replaced a part, did some stuff. It was hard. It sucked. Our yeah. our kid was younger, he was all over me. There was there wasn't enough time to just do it the right like to just think and explore through it. And then like it was like well, we need this done as soon as possible. It, yeah, it felt I had like to dry work. these clothes. Yeah. like work, but every time I get to t- tackle something that has nothing, like there's, I don't need it by a certain time. So like I've been, I've getting, I've been getting into woodworking, like crafting tables and benches and this sort of thing. Oh, that's cool. I stumbled into it because we needed to start doing some stuff for some of our properties and we didn't really have, we didn't want to spend three grand on whatever. So it still started in that we need it for a reason. Um, But I, I have begun to evolve that and just kind of create stuff that's because cool. I like it. Yeah. It is so different to do something because you just genuinely want to explore it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, it, right. it And I hope y'all are listening to this. Find some stuff that you're genuinely interested in, mm-hmm. and just start fucking around with it. Make it and be intentional. Make it a regular thing, because if everything that you do is to be delivered or to a client or yeah. is a thing you have to do for your partner or or is tied to money or or some fixing something that's broken. There's no fucking joy in that. Yeah, no. There's some, like, self-worth and accomplishing a goal, but there's no joy in that. 100%. And I think this this hustle, hustle culture mentality is that it is it is these things do not move you forward, right? Because they don't produce a result, an impact, an outcome, uh, financial gain, whatever it is. And, and I think that's bullshit. It is. It can be. For
0: sure. I tell you, I bought a gym. Did you know that uh what so i own a gym i know that um did
1: you buy a new gym no i only have the one congrats you bought a new gym so no. hey y'all uh, announcing second location no, it's, oh, it's never a mind. location um <laughs> the only
0: reason i did that was because for you're talking about you know you're getting into building furniture and stuff like that for me that's always been martial arts for the past 12 years 15 years like. I like to train in that world. The only reason I kept the gym going and took it over was so that I had a place to teach people karate, martial arts. And I have since... So, you know, you've got... The gym's a business. (laughs) If you don't have money that the people pay to come to the thing, it doesn't stay a business anymore and it goes away. So, like, you have to do certain things to keep it going you have to pay the light bill you have to pay the landlord like basic shit but i made a conscious decision because i had a conversation very similar to this not specifically about hustle culture but specifically about like turning your passion into a thing that then you become a slave to it because now it's a thing yeah. that makes money for you and yeah. you rely on that money i specifically was like i'm not doing that with this part of it with karate like i don't want to market it i don't want to sell it if people want to do it they're welcome to do it but i ain't doing That's not going to become a business, and it still hasn't. Um, And I approach it differently than I do the other parts of that. That's very Kung Fu. Well, someone, it wasn't my idea. I mean, someone was like, you should look at this. But Um, you know what I mean? Like,
1: you built a company with all these things that have to happen with the end result of, not so that it would financially sustain you, but so that you could do Mm -hmm. this thing every day that you loved. Mm -hmm. That is very different. Yeah. Very different. I think most people are like... It, they don't do it that way. No, and I like I go to bed thinking about it, and I
0: wake up excited to do it. That's you know, yeah. And I'm like not making, a, I'm not really making any money from it at all. I don't care, you know. It it sustains the, the that part of the one thing sustains that thing, and it's it's awesome. Um, but I know the moment I turn the screws on it, and I'm like, all right, I gotta like you know learn how to monetize different pieces
1: of it, and it's just gonna yeah, ruin it. Yeah, it's gonna it, ruin yeah, it. it. Take some of the joy out of it. Yeah, I, you know somebody somebody saw the. Uh, I, I built this. Uh, so for the, this cabin that we finished and we're done with the hard stuff. And now we're like making it cool and fun and like, yeah, really hospitable. So I, I built, we, we follow this designer. Her name's Anna white. She's based out of Alaska. And her whole thing is like, Alaska doesn't have a lot of stuff. I couldn't find <laughs> good furniture. So I <laughs> just started really making don't. my own furniture. Really don't. And she's like got them. great kits. You can follow along. And essentially she takes unique angles or she riff, uh, riffs on like, things you would see in like higher end furniture companies, um, like $3,000 tables with $1,000 benches. So we we found, so we found this post, we were looking for a farmhouse table. I'd built one before it was horrible. And I built another one. It got better. And then we found this design. It was just like incredibly durable, sturdy, you know, visually, it was beautiful. It was a, it was a $4,000, farmhouse table and and bench combo from, um, I want to say, one, like the refinery, one, one of these like end furniture mm-hmm. companies that she said, you know, here's a riff on it, <laughs> you, know, and, yeah. you know, and you can do it for a lot cheaper. And right. so I was like, okay, I got inspired. I'm like, I'm going to do this. So I went yeah. up the cabin, took like two days off. It was four intense days of work. But it turned out fucking beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. Maybe I'll share the post with you, the link yeah. to the Instagram mm-hmm. post. And uh and I got people that were like, dude, <laughs> dude, this man. is incredible. Can you make one of these for me? Like, no. You know, can I pay you to make one of these for me? And I was like, Huh, do I want to do that? But mm-hmm. now you know why that stuff's so expensive. Do I want to do that? It's <laughs> always so made by a dude that's like, I don't know if I want to do it. Yeah, do I want to do that? I mean, yes. yeah, I mean, they were offering like yeah. twenty five hundred bucks, and, and then I was like. Why? I don't want to steal the joy. I have so little stuff in my life that, that isn't tied to work. Yeah. Like, I want this to be a thing You got to protect it. Just, that I, I, just me and my family get. You have to protect it. And uh, I think this hustle culture epidemic, Mm -hmm. you know, this- What's your side hustle? Yeah. How many Mm -hmm. times you heard that? And I think all those things are good. I I think it, again, we have to get back to why do we feel the need to work so hard here? What is, what is driving that- and and is that truly fundamentally what gives us purpose and meaning and value in our lives mm-hmm. and if you are struggling with this you listening if you're like man i do not like what they're saying cuz it feels <laughs> like they're talking to me that's okay it's okay to feel that way like yeah oh yeah sure we all do lean into it yeah ask some some hard questions why are you this way yeah what's driving this What's on the other side of this? Like what really matters in your life? So um, we talked at the beginning because we knew we were going to ramble a little bit with this one, y'all. We kind of came in like just like wanting to understand this better and talk through it because we, we, we want to talk through it on the air. But then we also agreed we want to try to like unpack some of the ways you could like tackle this. How can we fight whatever is pulling us to this incessant work? Obsession, we'll call yeah. it. That's a lot of big words in one sentence. You know, how do we fight hustle culture inside of ourselves and in the places where we work? With you know, whether we're solos or we work, we're building companies or I work for a nonprofit or whatever it is. How can we fight this shit? How can we do something to make this not so? For those that are like, where it's like, oh, this sucks. It's me. How mm-hmm. do we do? How do we fight this?
0: Well, it's like it's like you said. Um, we've said. The, I think the first thing is you have to pay attention. It's like a little bit of self awareness goes a long way, right? Like, I mean, if I mean, if you need help, if you need someone to help you think through this stuff, go pay someone to help you think through this stuff. Um, there's lots of sources for that, but you can also just like you know, think about it. <laughs> like we've started a podcast. I don't know. Whatever your therapy. Of choices but like you can
1: we've already established think it's whiskey it.
0: yeah maybe it is just think through it a little bit about maybe why what's driving you to want to do this so much explore the we've explored that it's fear for a lot of what we're talking about i'm sure that's a lot of it for you too i mean dig into that yeah self-awareness is going to go a long way So essentially just being present to the fact that it's happening. I think so. I think that's the first. You you might be caught up in it. That's like the first step in any good 12-step thing is just to realize that don't just just like live and suffer. You know what I mean? Like think about why are you suffering? Yeah. Just think about why are you suffering? Let's start there. It's like fundamentals. Make a list.
1: I think the other thing you can do is if you are susceptible to this overworking hustle culture mentality maybe surround yourself with some folks that aren't so i have a good friend in my Ooh, life that's now. a great idea I have some good so most of the time we're like peer mentoring you know we great yeah but i mean is it really helpful if you surround yourself with a bunch of fucking workaholics like anti-peer mentoring right, no, right. not really but kind of <laughs> negative peer yeah whatever right? yeah. So, so i have this i have this really good dad friend in my life we started off Cause we had kids that were the same age. Um, and, uh, and it has grown into, I mean, a really good, really healthy friendship. And there are a couple of reasons that I really like this guy. I won't name him. Um, but, um, he works a regular job, so he's not like me. Yeah. He doesn't understand like he like he doesn't understand and yeah I, I mean, I'm, with, I'm with i'm with entrepreneurs business owners founders and self-employed people all day long dude yeah, dude he you, didn't get yeah, it
0: dude hang out with somebody like that he didn't get it. after like five minutes you are you
1: are stretching to learn how to talk to that person yeah, 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 yeah. no mm-hmm. no so so it has helped it's been really healthy to have a, a normal human in my life <laughs> yeah um our kids are the same age so there's that connection and we we get to talk about not we, we don't talk about work at all. Yeah. Everyone, like, in the car rides. When we, yeah, he doesn't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that great? Yeah. So, so there's that. And th- this guy also, so he has a nine to five. He he doesn't really, he's, he's kind of into productivity. So he tries to work mm-hmm. as little as possible. He's yeah. like me. So one could be like, well, see that, one could say he's lazy. And I'm like, I'm like so really intrigued by this let's idea. Let's talk
0: about that for like one second. Okay. Productivity. Sure. There was a note in here, toxic productivity productivity is so that you don't have to work as much. Like the whole genesis of that <laughs> culture is so you could be more productive in the hours you work. So you don't have to work the other hours, but we have bastardized it to be more productive. So we can do more shit in right. more
1: time. That that's not the yeah, point. Y'all listen. Did y'all hear that? Did y'all hear that out there? <laughs> Did you guys hear that?
0: that? That's not the point. The point of being productive is not so you can do more shit. The point of being productive is so you can do you, the shit you need to do in the least amount of time. I mean, I don't know if everyone would agree with that. I agree. I'm saying that. we've, I stand with you. We've changed the definition of it. So, yeah. So this
1: guy, this guy, Yeah. Is, he's like, he's like, how can I go home early? How can I optimize my <laughs> yeah. day so that I can play more soccer? Right. So that So I can spend <laughs> more time with my son. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and, and he's, and he's also the sort of the other thing that is just very, for me, very intriguing. He's, he doesn't love what he does. Like, mm. He, he doesn't sure. view it through that lens. Right. Like he, he he's not like I have to. I'm passionate about this. And I need to do. I need to. I need to change the world through this <laughs> yeah, thing yeah. that I do. He he goes to work and he lives in reality. He's very good at what he does. He's very good at what he does, but he yeah. doesn't assign that emotional connection right, right. to his work. And so I found, and then on top of that, he's super logic, stoic, and log, logic driven, and he has an economics background. So like, it's it's, it's very very unique, <laughs> and it's so. Valuable, yeah. Be like that guy. I find myself saying, yeah, "Yeah, I should pick my kid up early today." Yeah. Why am I still right? here?
0: I know. Why am I still here?
1: Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> so get some people in your life that that yeah. are walking a different path, just for perspective, but also maybe the path that you yeah. wish you could walk. And you know, it's that proximity principle. You will begin to absorb some of their characteristics. Um, for sure. So there's that. You know. So. Vacation. We should talk about this one. Um, listen, you gotta work. We all have to work. Some of us choose to work, some of us work for more money, some of us work for less money. Um, uh, but if all you do is work, life's gonna suck. Yeah. Even if you love what you do. Like that's not how we're designed. So I think we gotta get hobbies, y'all. We gotta get things that are that's that cool. we value as equally as we value our work. We and we have to be intentional about making time for those things. Um, I'll tell you a story. So, so we uh we have never had a vacation policy at SoCo. It, we've hardly ever needed one because it's been a very small team. Right. Yeah. Um, but as we've grown, we, I made a conscious decision. Um, one, I want to give credit to my wife, Catherine. We, uh, you know, we look at our son's school schedule and then we're like, we, and, and she takes the initiative yeah. to start plotting out some right. time off. That's how it works. Some for her, some for us, Yeah, all that stuff. But like, so, we kind of have vacation we we kind of know where we're going for mm-hmm. the year. We try to figure out where, when and how to plan out one big trip mm-hmm. um not all the time and some years we have we have said we don't have the bandwidth for this this year, sure, but we need to make it a priority going forward anyway so kudos to her she does, she she gets a lot of that organized and it's incredible i it, I have found that very helpful, and then having it is something to look forward to so mm-hmm. I kind of love knowing that next week, yeah, right, we're off on Friday and we're rolling up to Carowinds yeah. or to go on a, a a overnight camping trip or what the fuck ever. It helps make life tolerable. It, it's almost sure. it's yeah it's almost like rest stops on, along your road trip. Like, good, you need those breaks and they're built into the trip. Yeah, that's good. But I will tell you, um, you know this 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 um, this NPR article spurred some changes in how we look at stuff around here. Um, we had never had a time off policy. Essentially, it was like, take it when you need it and let's try to figure out how to like get slightly ahead of when it's going to happen. And because that was so poorly defined, people weren't taking time off. Um, mm-hmm. So we, we you know, so about six months ago, we implemented a an official pay time off policy. It's, it's pretty generous because we think that's important. We I mean, yeah. one of our values is you're no good to us if you're burned out. Right. Right. You you, you yeah, your whole self needs to be okay. Mm-hmm. So so we put this policy in place, but that wasn't good enough. What what I have found is that people still feel this like pull, this pull, I got to be here, I got to support the team, we're growing, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Man, I like growth, but I don't like that yeah. reason for not taking time off." So what we have instituted is once a quarter we plan just sort of like honoring what worked for our family. We plan out when everyone's taking off. Yeah, that's cool. For the, for the team, for the company. Right. You're small enough where you can do that. We, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You should, yeah, should totally yeah. take and, advantage of it. And, and it has really, yeah. it has helped us. I think it has helped people feel okay hearing like their boss, which is a laughable term for me, but like <laughs> a colleague or a peer to be like, when are you taking time off? So I we find. put it on the schedule.
0: I find that I invoke uh, the Bureau a lot on this, when we talk. They uncovered, like I say, they uh, the whole Slack people, everyone in that Slack, they discovered uh, after a while that they were all doing like unlimited, like you know, you've studied this. There's like unlimited vacation, right? And it's like, what do we do? You know, it's unlimited. They don't like have a policy necessarily. If you want to take two weeks, three weeks, you know, you tell your boss and they work it out and you do it. The everyone who was running the businesses was like, I'm being generous. You have basically unlimited PTO, right? You can. Take care of whatever you need to do. We're not going to, you know, check days off on a calendar and you run out and you still got to work out the rest of the day. They thought they were being gracious, but they found out that all, pretty much 99% of the people that work for them saw it as them taking advantage of them because they didn't actually give them rules. They were like, well, you're just trying to trick us into staying here all the time. You know, So they saw it as value, and the people working there saw
1: it as like, you're trying to trick me. You know, and then there's the other thing of like, you need to plan for this stuff. The, as an organization yeah. and you know as a business well, owner funny after I bet most of those business owners were like i'm doing a good thing and on my yeah, right. on the on my shoulders like i'm working yeah. extra time yeah, right and so it doesn't help anybody and it's, i think it's bullshit to be honest it because what it doesn't fix way. is the underlying conditions mm-hmm. under which someone chooses or or, or the, the the underlying level of comfort someone feels that they are able to take time off
0: well as they as you you're doing it with soco as they dug into it as a as a company problem to solve, they uncovered the same thing: was that they had to actually force, you know, a wide uh, a wide girth of their employees. They had to force them to
1: take time off. Yeah. So back on that because they wouldn't. Yeah, so back on the NPR story, I think that's where the this idea of a, like a national mandate for vacation in European yeah, countries, yeah, yeah. for example, comes from. Like, that's what we had to do here. We had to mandate it. We had to say, you know, we had to do everything we could to
0: be like, when are
1: you not going to well, be here, we had dude? To,
0: in this country, we had to fight for two days off a week. Yeah,
1: right. You <laughs> know what but, but you know what <laughs> I mean, like uh, on a micro level, on a yeah. small four-person team. Yeah, you can do it. We had to say, yeah, taking time off is important. Yeah, listen to my words. Yeah, we're gonna meet on it. We're gonna talk about it. We're gonna yeah, make we're it a make part it, of our make planning. it happen. We're gonna make it a part of our planning. Yeah. Planning for time off. Not only because we need you to be healthy, but we also need to talk about it. So when you go out, we can handle it. Um, So you can actually be off. Yeah. So, so I think that, I think that is a a really, there's some tangible ways that you in your business, whether you're a business owner, a team leader, right. Or, or just self-employed, right. You're doing the hustle thing. Look at it. Yeah. Are your people, are your people well? Really? (laughs) Yeah. Are they well? Yeah. Do they feel supported? They probably aren't they're almost assuredly not they're well probably not yeah you know and and yeah it's a hard thing i get it I, I get it you know like we uh we we have a small team and two of our team members pretty much went out back to back yeah with on maternity leave um we didn't have a policy for that either so we made oh. one up <laughs> yeah. and it sucked yeah that period that season the burden was on me yeah. for a lot of stuff and you know and we there was a there's a there's a a moment where we were like, can we afford this? Can we actually afford this? Or is this going to cr- like crush us? And it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, when we got, when we, when all, it was all said and done, it didn't fucking matter because what's right, what's right yeah, is that a parent with a new child gets to take time to build a relationship with that child. For sure. Work should never take well, first fiddle, first seat over that. Right. Regardless of how painful financially or otherwise it would be. That's fucking bullshit but you know what i talked to colleagues and friends right that run more successful larger companies and they're and they they have policies that are shit hmm. because oh. they have the scarcity mindset yeah this mentality where they're like i need this person here or this company won't run i need to extract productivity out of them right right it's a distraction to have a kid well that's i mean yeah you it's the
0: corporate mindset of
1: you know but it's people are people are production hours yeah it's bullshit sorry i'm getting fired up y'all like hey yeah do we make more money than someone else no do these things cut into our bottom line yes but we're running an organization full of humans that Mm -hmm. need to be fucking well yeah it's important i mean if it's important to you you got to actually do it well yeah fair point yeah i mean so what else, I mean, what else can people do if they're, they're being, they feel like they're either in a workplace that ha- that is where hustle culture is the, you know, sort of the reigning factor, or if they are struggling with this inside their own existence, what, what can they do? What else?
0: I think on a personal level, uh, something that I've, I've been really working on is it's saying no more often. Just like, Cause that and and that is definitely a growth versus not a growth, like abundance versus scarcity mindset. Because a lot of times as a entrepreneur or business owner or whatever, or hustler, whatever you want to call it, you feel like you have to say yes to a lot of things so that you have a lot of activity happening, you know? And I think getting into that mindset of like, well, I can say no to this thing that doesn't meet, you know, whatever criteria, these four criteria things that I set up, like don't meet that then I can say no to it and feel okay. You know what I mean? Like I think I think that's probably important to learn how to do that. I mean So are you good at are you good or bad at
1: saying no or yes to things? I mean I'm getting better. I um, I, I I went through a period where I said yes to everything. Yeah I, I don't I don't that doesn't bother me as much. The the um I feel like part of my job is to serve, right? And I think part of my job as a boss is to be present and available for people like to support the team as we design better systems and better approaches and, you know, design myself out of the, the business. um, I think it's important if you're struggling with this. Yeah. yeah, I think, I think it's important to, Mm
0: -hmm. well, now they're recognize. There are people you have to say yes to. I mean, if you're running an organization, your employee needs to ask you something. To a certain degree, you need to be present for that person. I'm talking about like, you know, you were talking about not turning a hobby into a business. Like all the extracurricular shit that we do as business owners
1: and people trying to start up new shit. Like, I think it's important to value your time. Yeah. You, it is. It is absolutely. It is a finite happen. resource. I think it's important to value your time. I'm struggling answering this question because honestly, I think every opportunity to say yes, every every mm-hmm. every time you you say yes to something, it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity. That's what I'm talking about me too it's an opportunity i think that too so i don't view it as like god another stupid request for whatever
0: i don't see it like that either i just you think you have to create some kind of filter of like i can't
1: do that but you have boundaries and you're really good at that well thank you also you're you're much more creative than i am so i mean i think you need to protect that time that creative time is how you make money that's how you create value for a lot of the things that we do together and i I think that's different that you should fiercely protect that but but i do think you know so in business, I like saying yes. I think yes opens yeah. doors. Right. Where I think we all need to get better is establishing boundaries between work obligations and personal family and self-care obligations. Mm-hmm. And we sure shit need to figure out what it will take to make those other things. I even used the right words. The other things. The yeah. non-work things. Yeah. to To make them equally as valuable mm-hmm. in your life. And then... Once you figure that part out, I think saying no becomes a lot easier. I think it does for sure. Why we put the, why so many people put these things secondary, I don't know. But yeah. you, these things, having dinner with your family. It's very um, important. Taking a walk with your partner, um, date nights, which I suck at, uh, running, Man. self-care, mm-hmm. mindfulness. What? These aren't things that you need to do so you can cope with the rest of the things in your life. They're the things that will make you complete. And work is a component of that. Mm-hmm. But we got to stop making work the thing that gets all the attention and all the time. and I'm talking to myself, and if y'all are looking at me and you're feeling it too, I'm talking to you. <laughs> it's not cool. No, it's not it's not fair, it's not right, and it doesn't it does it is it does not honor the other people and things in your life that give you meaning shit man i'm fired up you're fired up i am fired up you could do some work no
0: <laughs> you can go to, you going to go for a run yes <laughs> i'm not going to run i'll run later <laughs> um
1: i think that's a good place to wrap up i think we should talk more about this later like a another sure. episode yeah um i think it'd be really interesting to talk to some actual humans i yeah i'm interested about their why i'm interested yeah, yeah and about their takes on this um, I could think of a few people that would be interesting to talk to. Find out why they're doing the things they're doing, and then like, I think it'd be really interesting. And this is actually one of those again, like to my to my my good friend. Um, I th- I think it would be interesting to hear from some folks that that are not in the hustle culture. Wouldn't that be funny that
0: to balance, have like a battle, like a mechanic, like to sit there and then be
1: like, "What is wrong with you?" <laughs> You you think it would just be completely like, I don't under, this would just be like compute to me. They'd be like, dude, what are you doing? But maybe that's a really interesting, refreshing perspective on the world. I've got, I've got friends that
0: people I know and, and friends that are like that. And they're just like, why are you like, why are you like you are? I'm sorry, man.
1: All right. Can we close with a joke? Sure. So here's my hustle culture joke. Um, So I've been reading some books. Well, I've been exploring uh anger management right i can get fired up pretty that would be a great easily. topic by the way anyway I, and I, re- I read this book uh that my good friend john our good friend john wilkinson gave me he is probably one of the people i would want to talk to about like balance and wellness he is like buddha anyway the the uh, the um a- it's called anger fueling of uh, uh cooling the flames and um one of the things and it's written by like this like Thai buddhist monk mm. um and one of the things in the book that <laughs> so I was like, this is back before I was like a little more centered and calmers five, six years ago. <laughs> a Kinder, gentler Greg is who oh, you're talking man. to now. Anyway, one of the things in the book was slow the fuck down. Slow down. Yeah. Slow down. And so he was like, yeah, yeah. I, have a, I have a practice for you. Mm. It's called slow eating. I want you to chew every piece of food 100 <laughs> times. Could you do it? why and there's all the unpacking the why dude that's it's, that is actually nutritionally more efficient you extract no, no, more no, no. nutrients that is a meditation practice yes Th- could you do it i could not <laughs> i did it i did it a couple of times and then i was and then i went back to scarfing my food yeah. but it's just like a for me like a fucking hilarious analogy of like, like a boa constrictor the, like, a whole, yeah the difference yeah between this like hustle culture mentality and then like a yeah. This moment in time, this this life that we have, these. I feel hours. like there's a book out there that's like, eat slow. Yeah. It's a whole, book. Like, it's a a bus- whole like a like a whole book. movement. Yeah. It's a whole movement. But um, anyway, I thought you'd find that fascinating. I tried to slow down my eating and it failed miserably. <laughs> no, that's the joke.
0: Yeah. That's a good joke.
1: It's not a good joke. <laughs> it's a good joke for those that know <laughs> you. Sorry, y'all. All right, man. Well,
0: slow down and we'll see you next time. Cheers.